The uncertainty of the COVID-19 pandemic has caused a great deal of fear and anxiety. Now more than ever, it's important for individuals to take care of themselves and even cut themselves some slack. Personal intuition can serve as a guide, but there are also some simple steps to keep in mind so you can give yourself the love you need. So let's learn more with Cora Schmid, Palliative Care Supervisor and Spiritual Care Advisor at Marin Health. This is the Healing Podcast from Marin Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Cora, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Certainly in these stressful times, it's really important to practice self-love. So you've come up with seven easy and effective ways to do that. So let's run through the list, one through seven, and have you explain those to us. So number one, prioritize your own feelings. Make sure you put yourself first. And remember, that's not being selfish, right? That is right. But first of all, thank you for having me, Bill. It's it's a pleasure to be here and have that conversation about self-love. And yes, prioritizing on own feeling and uh, putting self first that's absolutely not being selfish. However, and I speak there maybe a little bit for the female gender. We are the caregivers, we are the nurturers in the families and within the community and with the world at large. Women have that societal standard of, yeah, we give care. And to say that, oh, I have a self, that's not being taught. And that's often a relearning that we have to go through intentionally to embrace the self and to say yes to the self because that contains the love. Such a great point. Embrace the self. And we have to relearn that because it sounds like we forget about the self and yourself. Correct. So make sure you relearn that and work hard to embrace it. Okay, number two. Boy, this is a big one. Don't be afraid to say no. Oh, yes, that is a big one. (laughs) And once again, going back to childhood, you know, it all starts there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Saying no is not what is expected of us. And that goes for both gender. Because, yeah, when we say yes, then we look good. It feels good. That's how it's being taught. However, to say no that is often perceived as you are resistant or you are defensive, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have the positive connotation to right. it. Yeah. However, if you say no and you set the appropriate boundaries, what it also does, it supports others to actually come to the same conclusion of maybe once in a while, a no is far better than to always say yes. Mm-hmm. Such a good point. I know I have a problem with that. And then when you say no, you feel guilty then too right away. So, right, oh, exactly. I hate that. Yeah. All right, so that's yeah. a good one. Don't be afraid to say no. All right, number three, ask for help. Ask for what you need in a time of need. Again, I think a lot of us don't do that. We just kind of withdraw inside and we don't ask for help. But it sounds like we need to do that. Right. Yeah. No, no, we don't because we pride ourselves when we say, oh, I can do this on my own. I am self-sufficient. I am self-reliant. 
You know, there's a lot of self <laughs> right. in front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, to say, I need help, it allows others to come in, another person, uh, a partner, a colleague, or a community to to say, oh, we are right here. We are not an island. We are made to be in community. And community takes care of its members. And so we don't have to carry the heavy burden or the responsibilities all on our own. But it requires letting the other in. So it's okay to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. Absolutely not. The contrary. You know, when I can ask for help, somebody else, it maybe gives them the greatest pleasure to go grocery shopping. You know, just in these times, if somebody says, oh, could you please help me and go to the grocery store or help me to tend to my garden or to my cat or whatever it is that we can uh, let somebody else do something good for us. Right. So that is okay. And then it does a world of good for that other person because they feel like they're helping somebody. That's right. So it's kind of reciprocal. Exactly. Okay. I love that. That's really good. So number four, make sure to set healthy physical, mental, and emotional boundaries. What do you mean by that? That's the class half full, half empty. So we, we cannot function if we basically run on empty. If you wake up in the morning and you run and run and run till the midnight hour, you never take a break, you never ask for help, you never say no. Mm, right. <laughs> and then you go to bed, you probably can't sleep, and then you get up in the morning and you start all over again. And that leads to exhaustion, to compassion fatigue, to burnout, and to all kinds of uh, psychosomatic challenges that will happen. The body will say, no, you cannot do that with me. The psyche will say, no, sorry, (laughs) I can't Uh, serve you. (laughs) Yes, I'm done now. Thank you very much. Right, right. The body will stop us. Right. So, and it sounds like they're tied together. Get emotionally drained, turns into becoming mentally drained, turns into becoming physically drained. It sounds like they're kind of all tied together. Like you need to Take care of all of them. Wow. Okay. That's good. All right. Number five, welcome help from your spiritual community. Tell us about that. That is very individual, very personal, and very intimate. Spiritual community, that does not necessarily have to be a church. It can be a group of people that come together. It can be a book club. It can be a knitting circle. It can be a circle that comes together and uh, perhaps discusses life challenges to have kindred spirits, like-minded individuals around that we can show up with this self that we are nurturing, that we are trying to give a voice to. And to do that again in community makes it so much easier And there's a supportive factor built in. Yeah, that makes sense. So in that spiritual community, 
That's where also you can ask for help and you can feel comfortable in sharing things that may be bothering you. That's right. Or worrying you, or you can share when you feel things aren't going right. It's that kind of community that will accept you talking like that, and that can be very therapeutic. That's right. That's right. Sometimes you need somebody that that simply listens to you and that you know understands you. They may not agree with you, but they (laughs) do understand. And that in itself can still be a benefit. So true. Absolutely. Okay, number six, practice self-soothing tactics such as prayer, meditation, listening to calming music, or even finding healthy distractions. And you say even things like lighthearted movies or TV shows will work. Oh, absolutely. Hallmark or, or Lifetime and all of those kind of movies that from the first moment you, you turn the TV on, you know the ending. But sometimes that's all that you can take in to just see something good that you don't have to think. And those tactics can give you an escape, too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Really good. And then number seven, try to eat healthfully, right? It certainly will make you feel better, but don't beat yourself up if you indulge in the occasional comfort food. That's right. <laughs> you know, if so you... I guess what you're saying is we all deserve a treat now and then. Is that right? Absolutely. You know, if I see a, a box of candy, I always said, I'll take two. I got two legs. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. I think that that's, again, that's bringing comfort to the self. And if we do that in moderation... It is actually healthy. It is saying, yes, I like this candy or I, yes, I like this ice cream at the moment. But it also holds in there the love and the non-judgment for self. Right. Because if, if we go down and say, oh, I shouldn't eat this. And oh, my gosh, what did I do? What it does, it, it plays the self-judgment. And then comes, oh, I don't feel good, and oh, this wasn't right. And so it negates, actually, the candy or the ice cream bar, as long as it's in moderation. Right, in moderation. But try to eat as healthy as you can, but now and again, if you have a little treat, a little something, that can be part of putting yourself first. You know what? I'm going to enjoy this little piece of candy or whatever. Exactly. And if it, and even if it's a steak, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, wholeheartedly, fully, I'm present to to cut this steak or the, the, the burger or whatever, as long as it's in moderation and, and an enjoyed. Yes. And the enjoyment part of it, too, should not be overlooked as well. So those are great. Seven easy and effective ways to practice self-love Cora, these have been really fantastic. So one more question, and thank you so much for your time. You've been very generous. So COVID-19, our healthcare workers are on the front lines of this thing. Do you have any advice for those caregivers who may find it difficult to care for themselves when they're, they're just giving it all, caring so much for others? The suffering that we see, because our healthcare workers, every single day they come and They work for us in service of our well-being. And so what I often recommend is before you go home, take a moment, sit in your car, listen to the music or go for a walk, you know, do something uh, with the mask on, proper protection. And of course, with the appropriate distancing, go for a walk 
Do something that has meaning to you, whatever that is, that allows you to, again, reconnect with your own heart, with your own needs, and then return back to home or to your apartments. This is not easy during this time because it's so multifactorial uh, how to take care. But starting with a walk, finding the community that you may be able to talk to, that you can let your hair down, so to speak, that you don't have to put the nice face on and say everything is fine, but that you can actually speak from your heart. That's another uh, way to do it, to take care of yourself. Because... We all are in this together, and we all are here to to support one another. And that's the perfect way to wrap this up. Cora, thank you so much for your seven steps. You're right. Now more than ever, it's important for all of us to take care of ourselves and cut ourselves some slack, especially during times like this. Cora, you've been very generous. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you for having me, Bill. It was a pleasure. Thank you. That's Cora Schmid, and for more information, please visit mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.